The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. If I've got a branch and for some reason that branch got half broken off and it's all is just hanging on. Now understand that branch gets its food source and everything from the roots that come up through the vine and feed the branch. And out on the branch are fruit. So if I want those fruit to be healthy out there, I've got to get the branch firmly attached to the vine. Am I right? And when people don't depend on God and so forth, uh, what happens is they're not firmly attached. So now you ask what you will and it won't be done for you because you're not abiding. We've got to intercede for the lost that the Holy Spirit will not only convict them, but cause them to come to a place where they could hear the word or where somebody would cross their path and talk to them and so forth and convict them. I was, we were raising up a first church in Minnesota. And so here I was still with IBM at that time. So we'd witnessed door on Saturdays. I've always witnessed uh, um, and we witnessed on Saturdays. So um, we'd gone out and I was with a guy named Joe. Joe's a policeman as well in, in Minnesota. And, and so I was with him and we went and there was a guy and he was selling hot stuff, hot watches and, you know, hot, hot, just hot. And uh, as he was doing that, uh, something told me, go over there to him. Now you'll see that in the book of Acts, where he told Philip, go over to the man and he'll, he'll guide you over to him. See, because he, he can bring things across people's path. He, see, you, you, you just can't pray they be saved. You pray that God will send laborers across their path that they'll witness to them in a way they can't gainsay or resist it. And so what happens now is I crossed his path and I saw him. I said, he said, oh, you want to, want to buy something? I said, hey, let me, let me, let me, let me say something. I said, I, I want to talk to you for a minute. Now Joe's standing, Joe's about 6'6", six, six, so the guy wouldn't do anything to me. And so, <laughs> so I took him and I was going to talk to him. And as I was starting out to talk to him, I put my hand right on his shoulder, right here. When I touched him, it exploded. Now I'm, I'm, I've got witnesses for this. It exploded. It knocked me back, knocked Joe back. And I was trying to, whoa, knocked him back against the wall. Watches went everywhere. <laughs> and so the guy, the guy he, and he was, came up against the wall, watches were all over the place. And he started gathering them up. I said, my friend, I said, what is going on with your life? He said, I used to be a preacher. Man, wow. He gathered them up and said, I'm going home. And, and start walking down that street, just slowly walking down that street. I said, man, so that was my experience with the Holy Ghost that I saw how he can convict somebody of sin. 
And, and so it's, it's powerful that, that we work with the Holy Ghost. It, it's him that's guiding the church. You, you don't guide the church, but his priority is prayer because that's the way that he works. On Sunday, after we come in here, that's not the time. The time to pray is before we come in here because God will round up people to come into the service on that particular day. He knows, angels know how to go get them and they'll wonder how they got in service. I remember when we came here, we were preaching in projects. And so I was preaching in Cabrini Green and I was down there and so they letting me use a basement down there to preach and the people start coming down and so forth and I'm preaching. And so um, we, uh, I got down and t- I called for souls. And this one guy in the back, I remember, looked like a gang member or something. And I could tell he wasn't interested in what I was saying. It looked like his mother was beside him. You know, our mother dragged these boys in, in church. And he's looking all the way and so forth. I mean, it was obvious that he wanted to distract me by just, you know, looking away, you know. <laughs> you know, but I kept, I ignored it. And then I said, now, you need to be saved. And I said, I'm going to call you now so I can pray for you that you can be saved and come out of your sin and come into the kingdom of God where the Lord Jesus can now provide for you everything that you need, so forth, a few words. And then I said, so whoever want to be saved, get out of your chair right now and get up here. He was the first one there. I asked him after he confessed Christ, how did you get here? Here's what he said. I don't know. That's a, that's a fact. That's the power of intercessory prayer. Cause we would, we would pray for all these before we went there. See, I wasn't looking for a pulpit. I knew that the assignment God has a church on is to get the lost saved establish the kingdom of God in every place. See, I, I knew that. I, I, I'm, 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 I've never been deceived about the work of the kingdom because I know that the priority that he has is prayer. Now let, let's, let's just say something here. Let's say, say something about this because if you look at Acts, no, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Verse one, follow after charity and des- desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may what? Prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto who? God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks what? Mysteries. Now what? are mysteries, somebody. What are mysteries? Hidden sayings. So you speak hidden sayings. Now put something right there and let's go to Romans chapter eight and verse 26. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, not diseases. That means weaknesses, meaning you don't quite know mentally what to do. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us 
with groanings which cannot be uttered. Next verse. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the, is the mind of the spirit because he maketh what? Intercession for who? The saints, what? According to the will of God. So when I pray in the spirit, among the other things that I'm doing is I'm making intercession for the saints. Now understand, nothing happens with God unless somebody prays. So now I don't know what to pray for as I ought, but I'm going to make intercession here for the saints. And over in Acts chapter 12, he says, here's Herod. Let's start at verse four. And when he had apprehended him, Peter now, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise up quickly. And his chains fell off of his hands. Now, as you go on down, you'll see in verse 10, and when they were past the first and the second ward, they came into an iron gate that led unto the, uh, to the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. Now Peter goes to the house where they're praying. And when he had considered the things, he came into the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the, of the gate, a damsel came and hearkened named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, you're mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, it is his angel. That is a bunch of unbelieving believers. But Peter continued knocking and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were what? Astonished. It's amazing they didn't use the word astonished when they talked about Rhoda. They used astonished when they talked about that other believing bunch. 
You see, when you really pray effectively, you expect what you pray to come to pass. If, if you really are really sincere about what you're praying for. So it, it's interesting here how Peter was going to be killed the next day, but they prayed him out. Now, that's the same way you can have a report that somebody has now from living word has been taken to hospice. Because in the natural, there is no hope. But how the church can pray. And whatever Satan has desired to do with their life cannot be done. That you can pray, in this case, the pastor out of a dilemma that somehow because of his witness, he got into and he needs some backup prayer. But if you've got people who don't see prayer as a priority, a kingdom minded person, that's why you can go overseas and so easy to preach because they have not been civilized out of spiritual things. They counted that the most important thing to them is to be blessed. I mean, many times because I've, I've seen it. I mean, I get off the airplane and people want to get blessed, right? Handling luggage. You know, God came in, like I said, fixed our, put a new dishwasher in. No, we needed a new one. We got a new one. But he came and examined the old one. He said, you're going to have to get a new one here. So my wife said, okay, well, button it up. My husband's going to be here when you leave and, 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 and he'll sign the paperwork. And so he called me, said, could you sign this, sir? Yes, sir. He said, uh, sir, before I leave, could you bless me? He gets down on his knees. Can you bless me? Now, now, but he was from another country. He hadn't been intellectualized out of the power of God that comes out of your heart. They know it. And that's why their prayer is so effective. People like Lester Summerall and those people, he said the devil moved his bed and he got up and saw that and he said, move it back. <laughs> and he did. Luke chapter 14, verse 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sister, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. All right, let's look at CEV and see what it says. You cannot be my disciple unless you love me more than you love your father and your mother and your wife and your children and your brothers and so forth. One man said, the worst thing you want to do is put your child between you and God. You about to get that child hurt. 
because God will have nothing between you and him. I want you to use, see the term that he used, use hate. See, Jesus said some stuff that the disciples said, hey man, can we stay here? I better go back to the house. No, you know what he's looking for? He's looking for selling out. And a lot of times people are not getting the results of things, prayer, seed sown, so forth. They, the heart is not there. He said, the mouths are saying the right thing, but the hearts are far from me. Yeah. Going over to John chapter um, 15, verse one. I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he's gonna prune it or purge it that it may bring forth more fruit. Do you realize a chicken, little chick, that that chick has got to peck their way out of that egg? Do you realize if they don't peck their way out of that egg, their system of circulating blood or what's in them will not develop. That their strength will not even develop. If, if a butterfly, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly, if he doesn't struggle to get out of that cocoon, his wings won't be strong enough to hold him. There are some places that God brings you through to develop you so that you'll be strong when you get on the outside. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he's going to take it away. And every branch that beareth fruit he purged it that it may bring forth how much fruit? More fruit. Now you are clean through my word, which I have spoken unto you. Next verse. Abide in me. This is one I want you to see. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit, come on, of itself, except it what? Abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Let me give you another word for abide. Depend on. Wow. Depend on. Now you think about this. If I've got a branch and for some reason that branch got half broken off and it's all is just hanging on. Now understand that branch gets its food source and everything from the roots that come up through the vine and feed the branch and out on the branch of fruit. So if I want those fruit to be healthy out there, I've got to get the branch firmly attached to the vine. Am I right? And when people don't depend on God and so forth, uh, what happens is they're not firmly attached. So now you ask what you will and it won't be done for you because you're not abiding. If you follow in the Holy Ghost, he's going to keep you with something that you're going to have to depend on him for. That's if you're following the Holy Spirit. If you are not, you won't have it. You just come to church, shout, and run out. But God wants you to bear fruit. And fruit is a result of the Word of God. Are you following what I'm saying? So I had to learn this. I, and he's keeping me out there. And so I said, Lord, again, yeah, because I'm going to have you bearing much fruit. Because in the end, it's going to be all me and none of you. 
Because right now we want to participate. Look what I did. No, you didn't do that. See, it's still some iron there. So we're going to give you another project. Because you, you still trying. No, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It eventually he's going to take you to getting a car cash. Amen. He's going to take you there. He's going to take you there because he's going to develop you. He's going to make you a disciple. Yes. And a disciple is one who becomes like his teacher. You're going to be looking just like Jesus. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that frightens you, then you need to get saved. But he, you, he said, if you love me, what do you do? You keep my word. And my word, if you keep it, it's going to cleanse you. It's going to keep cleansing you of all the hostility, all the racism, all that. You keep my word. It's going to keep cleansing you of all dependency on the world, on your job, and so forth. It's going to keep cleansing you. Till eventually, you're going to look just like Jesus. Isn't that good? Prayer. Intercessory prayer. It's a prayer that is formed out of a heart of love, mercy, and compassion. Let's pray for sister. Let's pray for she. She looks like she's in trouble. Let's, let's pray for her. Let's get up in the morning, call each other at six and, and, and pray for the church. Let's, let's say that. No, 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 no. Devil keeps you occupied. So forth, so no, can't pray. Here's what Jesus told them. He went, he was in his worst hour, and then he went just a few steps away and came back, and the disciples were asleep. You ever heard the expression, pray my strength in the Lord? That's what he needed. Bible says, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us and leave us not in temptation. Deliver us. Sometimes you need somebody to come alongside to just pray. people been so tied up. I'm too busy to pray. It's not a priority anymore. God said, I want you to teach my people that my house shall be called a house of prayer. Today's life-changing series, Priority of Prayer, is available in its entirety on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4. To order in the U.S., call 800-711-9327 or contact us online at billwinston.org. In Canada, call 844-298-2900 or contact us online at billwinston.ca. As an additional resource to help you grow your faith and increase your prayer life, Order the Priority of Prayer Bundle, which includes the Priority of Prayer three-part teaching series and Dr. Veronica Winston's phenomenal book, The World Prayer Guide. 
This dynamic bundle will help you to pray scripturally, with authority, and in faith. You will also gain a better understanding on why keeping prayer as a priority in your life will enable you to unlock your potential to change your world and impact the world around you. Order this must-have bundle today. Hello, Dr. Bill Winston here. I'm inviting you to one of the premier conferences of the year, and that's the 2020 Business and Leadership Conference. want you to mark your calendar. It's going to be here at the Living Word Christian Center campus in Forest Park, Illinois. Our theme this year is unleashing your greatest potential. Now, there are a lot of people that don't even know they have great potential, but you do. And we're going to teach you through these seminars, through our speakers, how to tap into that. Now, this conference is important. Many of people have been called to entrepreneurship, to their own businesses, or trying to get their own organizations off the ground and so forth. We're not gonna only teach you how to do that, but we're gonna teach you how to scale it. Let me give you, uh, for instance, there was a man named Peter in the Bible. He had a fishing business. Jesus asked to use his boat. And once he got into his boat, he began to teach, and he pushed out a little from the shore. And when he was done teaching, he told Peter, Now you launch onto the deep, let down your nets for a drop. When he did that, he caught so many fish till he couldn't hold them all. He had to call for his partners. And he called for his partners, they fill up their boat. It almost began to sink. Now, what happened? Peter just didn't catch enough fish for him and his partners. He actually changed the economy of the Capernaum. And I'm saying God wants you to have businesses that you can scale. I'm talking about be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and control the market, unleashing your greatest potential. I'm saying you have great potential in you. Not just that you could bring up something of a sole proprietorship that you and maybe your cousin work at. That's not the idea. I'm talking about global. That's the kind of business I'm talking about. Now, in the past, we've had speakers here. We've had any people from Wall Street to Hollywood. We've even had billionaires speaking here from the digital space, such as Dave Stewart, to the oil industry, such as Mrs. Alakija of Nigeria. We have these same kinds and levels of speakers coming every year. I want you to be here. We're talking about not just innovation, disruptive innovation. We're talking about you're coming in with something that's going to disrupt everything. I mean, you're going to leapfrog people in their thinking. That's what it's all about. Now, this is an opportunity for you. You know, if you want to be wise, walk with the wise. And so we're going to give you, in these two or three days, we're going to give you an experience that we trust that you've never had before. I know we say you don't want to miss it, and we kind of use that as an expression. But this conference you don't want to miss. See, 2020 is a time of new vision. It's time that God is about to open doors that have been closed for years, and you have got to be ready to get in on it. This is your season. You can't afford to miss this conference. Mark your calendar here at the Living Word Christian Center campus in Forest Park, Illinois. I will see you here.
Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry.